Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to go in your Bibles today to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Holy Ghost, help me. Yeah, yeah. Help me today to get here in the name of Jesus. Now, I, 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 you know, I often read, I usually always read from the New King James Version. That's just the version that I've, I've read from since I've been born again, so it, it's more common to me. But today I want to read this passage of Scripture from the Passion Version. And the reason I want to do that is because it, has, it, it, it clarifies a few things that might get lost in the King James language. And so, and so uh, let, we're going to go there in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12 today. In verse 12, the message we preach is Christ, who has been raised from the dead. So how could any of you possibly say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no such thing as a resurrection from the dead, then not, e- what, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, all of our preaching has been for nothing. Your faith is useless. Moreover, if the dead are not raised, that will mean that we are false witnesses who are misrepresenting God. And that would mean that we have preached a lie stating that God raised him from the dead if in reality he didn't. If the dead aren't raised up, that would mean that Christ has not been raised up either. Come on, go to verse 10. And if Christ is not alive... You are still lost in your sins and your faith is a fantasy. It would also mean that those believers in Christ who passed away have simply perished. If the only benefit of our hope in Christ is limited to this life on earth, we deserve to be pitied more than all others. But the truth is, somebody shout, the truth is, Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. As the first fruit of a great resurrection harvest of those who have died. <laughs> this thing's preaching me happy. For since death came through one through a man, Adam, it is fitting that resurrection of the dead has also come through a man, Christ. Even as all who are in Adam die, so all who are in Christ will be made alive. My Lord, I feel this thing punching right now. But each one in his proper order. Christ, the first fruits, then those who belong to Christ in his presence. Then the final stage of completion comes when he will bring to an end every other rulership, authority, and power, and he will hand over his kingdom to Father God. (laughs) Until then, 
He is destined to reign as king until all hostility has been subdued and placed under his feet. And the last enemy to be subdued and eliminated is death itself. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Father has placed all things in subjection under the feet of Christ. Yet when it says all things, it is understood that the Father does not include himself for he is the one who placed all things, un, all things in subjection to Christ. However, when everything is subdued and submission to him, then the Son himself will be sub subject to the Father who put all things under his feet. This so that Father God will, uh, will be everything in everyone. Oh my goodness. If there is no resurrection, what do these people think they're doing when they are baptized for the dead? If the dead aren't raised, why be baptized for them? And why would we be risking our lives every day? My brothers and sisters, I continually face death. This is as sure as my boasting of you and our co-union together in the life of our Lord Jesus, who gives me confidence to share my experience with you. Tell me, why did I fight wild beasts in Ephesus if my hope is in the life, in this life only? What was the point of that? If the dead do not rise, then let's party all night for tomorrow we die. So stop your fooling yourselves. Evil command companions will corrupt good morals and character. Come back to your right senses. Push your neighbor and tell them, come back. Come back to your right senses and awaken to what is right. Repent from your sinful ways. For some have no knowledge of God's wonderful love. You should be ashamed that you make me write this to you. How, listen, I can almost hear someone saying, how can the dead come back to life and what kind of body will they have when they are resurrected? Verse 36, foolish man, don't you know that what you sow, everybody say what I sow, in the ground doesn't germinate unless it dies. Now I want you to go today, oh, we'll go to verse 42 and then we're gonna go to verse 42. And this is how it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in decay, but will be raised uh, in immortality. It is sown in, watch this, humiliation, but will be raised in glorification. It is sown in weakness, but will be raised in power. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last man became, watch this, last Adam became the life-giving spirit. The life-giving spirit. Now, John 12, a few scriptures, and then I'm going to have you sit down after that. John 12. I'm going to be reading from the New King James and this. I just, I knew that had, that had so much more understanding to it for us. Verse 23, but Jesus answered him and said, the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, 
unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Now, God, today, I'm asking that there will be an ease in the listening, an ease in the preaching, that there will be a prophetic utterance granted to my lips by the power and the anointing of your spirit. I pray today, Lord, as this word goes forward, it will explode inside and upon each and every person, breaking yokes and destroying the powers of hell. In the power of Jesus' name, I decree and declare every enemy of the kingdom of God be defeated now in Jesus name and Lord I pray look upon my availability and not my ability today and I pray today let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven father I thank you for this I yield this vessel one more time Lord to be used by you for the glory of the name of Jesus we thank you today we give you praise in the name of Jesus. And the church said amen. Can we give the Lord a big clap for his word today as you're being seated in the presence of God? Hallelujah. I'm going to give it just a couple minutes so people can get situated. We have people being able to come in from the choir and stuff. And so I don't want to start preaching until y'all are still. Amen. Because somebody's eternity depends on it. I realize what we do up here. I realize what this is all about. This is not about a show. This is not even about an organization. This is about somebody being saved from eternity in hell. And that's what we're coming to do is to preach Christ and him crucified him glorified. Amen. Over the past four weeks, I have been in a series on giving. And uh, we, can I just tell you, I have never seen the provision of God come on this house like it did in 2020 and like it is right now. If you are receiving that, you ought to give God a praise right now. I've never seen it come on this house. And, and, it, and that's when I realized there is truly a wealth transfer happening. Because while the world is shouting doom and gloom, God is raising up the true church. I'm not talking about the church that plays with him. I'm not talking about the church that's running in fear. I'm talking about the church that stands and says, as for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. God is blessing that church. And I've been preaching on giving. And, and so, and we've been, matter of fact, let's just do something unprompted, unprompted real quick. <clears throat> if you have, uh, if you have experienced a financial breakthrough over the past four weeks, 
That's in the raise, bonus, job, unexpected money, or a release of finances owed to you. I want you to stand right now as a testimony to the Lord. Look at this right here, right now. Y'all ought to give God a praise in this house. Somebody ought to shout in this house. That's over four weeks. That's just over four weeks. You can be seated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look at what God is doing. I'm telling you, God ain't done. God just started. Hallelujah. Let me just, I'm going to just go through this real quickly. You stay with me for a few minutes while I set this message up and then I'm going to take you one big circle and the Holy Ghost is going to punch you in the face in a good way. There are several reasons why you're seeing all this breakthrough during this series. One is, one is that because, because we are obeying the word of God. Shout amen to that. There is a blessing to obeying the word of God. Number two is because you're stepping out in faith and any time you step out in faith, you please God. I want you to know that your crying won't please him without faith. Your praising won't please him without faith. Your giving will not please God without faith. The Bible says the only way you can please him is by faith. Number three is because the Bible says that whatsoever a man sows, somebody shall sow. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. He who sows to the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will reap everlasting life. And do not grow weary in your well-doing, for you will reap if you do not lose heart. Hallelujah. God said, whatever a man sows, therefore we are seeing the reward of obedience to God's word. There is always, I'm going to say it three times, there is always, there is always a reward to obeying the commands of God. God is not some ego, uh, ego maniac in heaven trying to see if he can just get you to do something. He says, but if, when you obey me and when you do what I tell you to do, I have a blessing in store for you. I am a rewarding God. Give him praise if you believe that right now. The fourth reason is because you are believing his prophets and his prophetic words flowing through his prophets. Well, I don't know about that. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, it was our scripture last year. Believe on the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Yes, God is releasing prophetic words through true men and women of God in these last days. And they are given the body of Christ strategies to live prosperous and victorious. How many want to live prosperous and victorious? If your neighbor didn't have their hand raised, push them and say, what's the matter with you, man? But you've got to have an ear to hear. Because not everybody can receive what's being preached right now. People are still stuck in their own ways. Let me tell you something. What God did in 2020 is he shifted something in the church. And everybody that could be shaken are falling to the side. But those who have a true foundation put their roots ground and down and said, In the name of Jesus, I will not be shaken for the glory of God. So you've got to get an ear to hear. 
and receive what the Lord is saying. The fifth reason, everybody say number five. And this is where we're gonna focus our message today. The fifth reason there is so much breakthrough happening in this series and in this house right now is because when you become a giver, you actually take on the very nature of our heavenly father. That's the reason I watch greedy people. Because I realize it ain't about money. You know, no, no. See, if you thought that was about money, if you think it's about money, you have not taken on the nature of the heavenly father. Let me explain to you today. Church, we are never more like our heavenly father than when we love and when we give. From the very beginning of time, uh, uh, we, that we have record of God fellowshipping with man, we see love and we see giving represented. These two are so ingrained. I'm still in my introduction. These two are so ingrained on the nature of our God and in the nature of our God that they are both mentioned in the most known verse and one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. You learned it in VBS and got a prize for it. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life in God is love God is love and God is a giver and when you take on the nature of God you also become a giver I just just settle down real quick because I'm not gonna take an offering at the end let me explain this and then I'm gonna begin to preach in Genesis 8 God said while the earth remains Is the earth still remaining? Yes, sir. I ain't hearing nothing from the center section. Is the earth still remaining? Yes, sir. Now let me help you with all our dear Baptist and Methodist brothers and sisters, Presbyterian and Episcopal. Hallelujah. We practice what we call, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call it, it's not the correct term, re reaction learning. That means our responsive learning. The more you respond, the more you learn. So it's okay to say amen. It's okay to say thank you, Jesus. It's okay to say hallelujah. We won't ex escort you out of here. So let me break it down to you. In Genesis 8, the Bible says that while the earth remains, there shall be seed, time, and harvest. In other words, God placed an unbreakable law in the earth. You can't break it. I can't break it. Newsflash, God hasn't broke it. Stay with me, I'm getting you there. It is the only, by, only way by which you can legally reap a harvest in the earth. In other words, it really doesn't matter how much you desire a harvest of corn. It really doesn't matter how much you deserve a harvest of corn. It really doesn't matter how much you depend on a harvest of corn. If you don't put any corn seed in the ground, you will not have a harvest of corn. Can I teach and preach today? The Bible says also in Genesis 1, we see another break of unbreakable law in the earth by God. 
He said the, this law is that everything will produce after its kind and its seed will be in itself. I'm going to say it again. Everything will produce after its kind and its seed will be in itself. This is an unbreakable law. It doesn't matter how what you do or how much you pray. You can't make a watermelon produce an orange seed that is planted in the ground and that bears apples. This is an unbreakable law. That means that seed produces after itself. That means a harvest produces after itself. I'm going to pull you a circle in just a moment. Stay with me. Listen, it, just as ludicrous as it, as it is for you to think that you can go out and turn around and expect a harvest of watermelons from corn seed, it is just as ludicrous as that is, it is ludicrous to believe that you can continue to put the world in and get righteousness out. I told you I'm bringing you a circle now. Just as ludicrous as it is to put an apple seed in the ground and think grapes are going to fall off the tree, it is just as crazy for you to think that you can live like the devil but still end up in heaven. I'm going to preach in this place today. A seed produces after itself, after its own kind. Give God praise while I drink, take a drink of water. This is even true. This is even true with, with, with animals and people. I haven't watched Aaron one of y'all. Uh, let me keep this G rated. Come together. And produce a pit bull. I haven't watched anyone take an elephant, come together with a giraffe and produce a lion. Why? Seed produces after itself, after its own kind. This is so powerful and unbreakable. This is where I'm bringing you to circle. You're probably wondering, what has this got to do with Easter? This is so powerful and unbreakable that God looks down from heaven, sees a people in whom he loves. Can I tell, let me just stop for a minute. Can I tell you that even if you are, even if you're cursing God, and blaspheming God. And even if you don't care nothing about him and you got bribed with some fried chicken and macaroni and cheese today to get up in this house, you can't stop God from loving you. There ain't nothing you can do about it. I said there ain't nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Bible says that angels can't stop it. Height nor depth can't stop it. Things present or things to come cannot separate me from the love of God. This is so powerful that God looks down on a people in the earth and he loves them so much. A people that is, listen, a people that are made in his image. And he says, I want to have a family. I want to have a family. I want a family of Asians. 
I want a family of Americans or whatever, a family of Africans, a family of Europeans. I want white people. I want black people. I want yellow people. I want them all. I want me to, I want to have a big family. But there are two problems that stand in the way of the Father having true fellowship and unity with, with humanity. First is that mankind had sinned and there was no way for him to ever truly have fellowship and communion with them. Mankind had sinned. Second is that he is wanting a harvest. He's wanting a family from mankind. But listen carefully now but he doesn't have a seed in the ground to produce a harvest. And since he's already made a law that says there is seed time and harvest, I can't get a harvest until I put a seed in the ground. I wanna preach to you a message today called the greatest seed ever sown. The greatest seed ever sown. I'm talking about it didn't produce money. <laughs> it didn't produce material things. It is the greatest seed ever sown and his name is Jesus of Nazareth. Yeshua HaMashiach. The Lord is our Messiah. So God says, hold on. We got a sin problem. And, and he says, but I, I, I want to harvest he said, but, uh, he said, but I don't have a seed in the ground. So there are two problems standing in the way of my harvest. One is a sin problem and the other is a seed problem. One is a sin problem. The other is a seed problem. Uh, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. The problem is that unrighteous blood can't make someone righteous. Therefore, the blood of bulls and goats couldn't fix the sin issue and couldn't grant communion and fellowship with the Father. Therefore, family was still not attainable. The Father decides to send his own son whose righteous blood could free people from sin and make faith, or by faith, make them righteous or right with him. For he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. It is the great exchange. Can I tell you that one drop of Jesus' blood, everybody say one drop, one drop of Jesus' blood was all that it would have taken to free you from the power of sin. One drop of Jesus' blood would cast out devils. One drop of Jesus' blood would make the depression fall off of your life. One drop of Jesus' blood would restore everything that had been taken from you. I thank God that Jesus poured out his blood. If you're thankful for the blood of Jesus, give him praise in his house. I thank God that he poured out his blood. But don't get a mistaken, just one drop. Just one drop would have made you free. Just one drop would have made the halls of hell shake and tremble. And just one drop would have caused you to become free. One drop would have turned around and made the sick heal. And one drop would have freed you from the chains of hell. 
but he poured it all out. So we have the sin issue fixed. The sin issue was fixed through the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. No other blood. No other blood. The old school said no other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious flow. <laughs> oh, precious is the flow that makes me whiter than snow. There is no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I don't understand why this new church don't. I, when I say the new church, it's the church that's getting their own ideas and their own mentality and not moving in the wisdom of God, but have adopted some kind of new age, whatever they want to adopt. They don't have enough power to do anything for Jesus. They don't have no anointing, and they don't want to mention nothing about the blood. You want to know why they don't want to mention nothing about the blood? Because I doubt they even been washed in the blood. But once you have been washed in the blood of Jesus, you ain't ashamed of it. You want everybody that you know to know that there's a fountain that is flowing from Emmanuel's veins and that fountain has enough power to make the sinner free. That fountain has enough power to shake a region. That fountain has enough power to set a complacent believer back on fire and worship the Lord that has... So we have, the, we have the, the sin issue fixed here, see? But, but because everything produces after its kind and its seed is in itself, listen, Jesus can come fully God only. And his blood can free man from sin, but because he is only fully God, then he can only produce. Because the, the seed has to produce after it's ah, hallelujah so 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 the father looks down and he says hold on a second he said uh, he says he says he can't come just fully god because i'm looking for a family of humans <laughs> come on holy ghost in this house right now Therefore, he says, it doesn't grant me into the field of mankind, the harvest field. There, he, he says, so the other, he said, the other issue, the sin issue has been fixed, but the other issue is for the seed to work. Listen now, for the seed to work, it has to die so it can produce a harvest. If the seed doesn't die, it remains a grain. But when the seed dies, it can produce a harvest. The issue is, if Jesus comes fully God, he can't die. How are you going to kill an eternal God? See, somebody's putting it together now. You've been struggling with this thing for a while. You don't even know why people lift their hands. You don't even know why people praise it. And you got a form of godliness, but you deny the power. But revelation is about to break you free from everything that the enemy has placed on you today. So if he comes only fully God, he can't produce a harvest of mankind. So the father says, I know what to do. I'll send the power of my spirit to overshadow a virgin 
and I'll place my son in seed form in a virgin named Mary. Therefore, when Mary gives birth, my son will come fully God and fully man. Here we go now. That's what the prophet Isaiah meant when he said, unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. The child was Jesus's humanity and the son was Jesus's divinity. One takes care of a sin problem and the other took care of a seed problem. And now we are ready to be redeemed. And the Bible says that an angel came to a woman named Mary and said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. His name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. He was with us in our darkest hour. He was with us when nobody else was there. He was with us when you were in that jail cell. He was with us when you were in that hospital bed and they said there ain't no hope. He has been with us this whole time for he is Emmanuel, God with us. Then the time came for the seed to die to produce the harvest. Jesus looked, at his, Jesus looked at his time and said, what should I do? I mean, I'm not gonna ask the Father to take me out of this place. He said, for this purpose, I have come. For this purpose, I'm here. You see, in Bethlehem, Jesus, was God with us. Somebody shout God with us. When he looked at his time, he said, this is the purpose from which I came. Therefore, before the feast of Passover, that Jesus knew the hour had come that he should depart from this world to the Father and having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The Bible says that he was taken and beaten until you could not recognize him. Uh, then they nailed him to the cross and the Holy One from heaven, the Son of the living God, the seed of heaven died. Everybody shout, he died. I want you to know he died until the earth shook. I want you to know he died until the sun refused to shine. I want you to know he died until the veil in the temple was torn in half. I want you to know he died until crack pipes were smashed. I want you to know he died until meth addicts were free. He died until depression broke. He died until sick people were raised up. He died until death people got the fire of the Holy Ghost. He died until everything that would ever harm you or keep you bound was broken off of your life. He died in that place, church. Hallelujah. He died until religion was broken. He died until racism was broken. He died until poverty was broken. He died until your prodigal came home. He died until the torment was gone. He died until you were fully made free. Hallelujah. 
The son who was born in Bethlehem was God with us. He went to Calvary and became God for us. Oh, how many are happy that Jesus went to Calvary? The Bible says that after he died, they took his body and laid it in a borrowed tomb. Some have wondered why he didn't buy the tomb. Was it because he didn't have any money? Was it because he wanted someone else to buy it? The reason why he didn't buy it is he wasn't going to be there long. He said, I just need a bar. I just need a place to lay down for just a little while because I'm not going to be here long because in about three days, I'm coming up out of this grave. I'm coming up out of it with the death, hell, and the keys of death, hell, and the grave in my hand. I ain't going to be here long. One of the problems with much of the church today is they're hanging on to a tomb. I came to tell you, he ain't there anymore. He has risen and now it's time that you have life and you have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Man thought they were burying the son of the living God. The audacity of man the pride of man, the arrogance of man, to sit there and think you could bury the son of the living God. I'm talking about everything that was made that you can and cannot see was made through him. And without him, there was nothing made that was made. You can't bury him. God said, you're just fitting in my plan. You ain't burying him. You're planting him because I sent him as a seed. I didn't never set up a set. I sent him to be planted. Hallelujah. Preacher, what do you mean? I feel like preaching now. What do you mean that they planted him? He said, when they put me in this thing, I'm going to go down to the depths. I'm going to go down and walk the halls of hell. And I'm going to make a public spectacle out of every principality, out of every power, out of every demon, out of every addiction, out of anything that could possibly hold you back, out of sexual sin, out of racism, everything that can hold you back. I'm going to parade it down the hall of hell and I'm going to walk in and suck a punch the devil and I'm going to take back the death, hell the keys of death, hell in the grave and when I come back out of this grave I'm going to hold something that will make you so victorious that death couldn't hold him my sick God, and the grave couldn't keep him and hell cannot stop him hallelujah <laughs> he said, when I get down there, they think I'm coming to stay, but they don't realize I'm just passing on through. And I, that's what we're doing. We're not here to stay. We're just passing on through. And we're passing on through with victory. And we're passing on through with power. And we're passing on through with the anointing. They planted him in that thing. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor and tell them they planted him. And so some ladies came with some spices. They came with some spices. They said, we're going to go down here and we're going to put this on the body so he'll be prepared to stay here. And when they showed up, two angels said, what are y'all tripping on? 
Why do you seek the living among the dead? He ain't here. He is risen just like he said he would. And the stone was rolled away. Hallelujah. And the one, think about this church, the one who was planted as the greatest seed ever has now became the first fruits of the harvest. He was the seed and the harvest. Hallelujah. No wonder he likes blessing us like he does. No wonder he likes keeping you in a place of harvest. Because he said, I am the seed and I am the harvest. But touch your neighbor and say the story don't end right there. The Bible says 40 for 40 days he walked the earth showing himself to many and to all his disciples. And at the end of that 40 days, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And he was caught up in the clouds and two angels, I think it was probably the same two that said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And two angels said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing in this cloud? This same Jesus that you're seeing go up is the same Jesus you're gonna see come down. Oh, we about there now. And the Bible says that 10 days later there was 120 up in the upper room and they were praying and interceding and there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the house where they were seated together and tongues of fire set upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance I thank God that he was Emmanuel God with us in Bethlehem. I thank God that he was on Calvary and he was God for us. But on the day of Pentecost, he became God in us. I thank God that he didn't just leave me for myself. I thank God that he said, I want to dwell in my child. God in us. Y'all give him praise right now. Come on, just at home, give him praise. I'm a part of the harvest. You're a part of the harvest. Somebody had to sow a seed. Oh my God. But a seed produces after its kind. This is why the Bible says that if you're truly born again, you are born of the Spirit and you are a new creation. And the old things have been passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Why? You are now a harvest after the seed of Jesus. You are now a harvest after the seed of Emmanuel. You are now a harvest after the seed of the Most High God. And it's not you that lives, but it is Christ who lives in you. The hope of glory. Oh. 
my God. This is what it means to truly be born again. You ain't coming out here joining a club. This ain't the Rotary Club. This ain't the Masonic Lodge. This ain't the golf club. This ain't some kind of crazy. This ain't the Boy Scouts. This ain't the Girl Scouts. This is you becoming a new creature. This is you being a harvest. After a seed. And know you not that you were not born of corruptible seed, but you were born of incorruptible seed. And God has put his seed inside of you and now you are not who you used to be but you are a new creation My God, my God, my God, I think the awakening and the ten awakening starting today. I think something's starting right now. as a seed. That's the reason he told him, he said, man, you ain't killing me. You can't take my life. You can't take what I give. He said, I'm giving it because my father wants a harvest. And if the seed don't get in the ground, there ain't going to be no harvest at Bethlehem he was God with us at Calvary he was God for us at Pentecost he is God in us but there's a day where the eastern sky is going to split open and he's coming as God to rapture us. I came to tell you, lift up your heads and be not mistaken. This same Jesus that you've seen go into the clouds is the same Jesus that is coming back, giving praise in this house. place stand up and give God the biggest praise that you've given him all day right now yeah 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 chains are falling chains are falling in the name of Jesus in the power of God is fallen and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is present.
this service today in just a moment. Stay, stay standing if you're physically able. I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1. I want you just to hear it from Peter, the one that denied him. The one that he wanted to fight for in one moment and deny him the second moment. But after he was born again, and after he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, he said, I got a different revelation of this Jesus. Hallelujah. And first Peter, he tells him, he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Push your neighbor and say, it's time for you to get out of that life. Come on, tell them, it's time for you to get out of that life. You ain't been redeemed with corruptible things. You wasn't bought with gold. You wasn't bought with silver. You wasn't bought with houses. You wasn't bought with cows. You wasn't bought with bulls. You wasn't bought with goats. You were bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary's Hill, church. He said, uh, he said, uh, like silver gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. He said, but, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was foreordained because uh, before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have been purified, your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love for the brethren or love of the brethren, love one another with fervent love and a pure heart. Listen, having been born again, not of corruptible seed. Push your name and say, that's why I ain't going back. That's why I ain't backsliding no more. That's why I don't even know who the old man is anymore. That's why I ain't never digging him up. He's dead and buried. I have been born again, not with corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Yes, sir. Thank you, God. They didn't kill him. Who does man think they are? They planted him. Because he came as the greatest seed ever sown. And this seed is so powerful that it's still producing. Still 
it's still producing now. It's still producing now. It's still producing now. And from California to New York, all the way up, by God, from Canada down to Mexico, all the way across the seas over to Asia and back into Europe, it is still producing now. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? There was a seed planted years and years ago that is still producing a harvest and it is producing after its own it's still producing after its own kind that's why we say if there ain't been no change you don't have what you think you have because when the seed of God comes on the inside of you there ain't nothing that'll ever satisfy you again you can go and do drugs you can go and make money you can go get men or women but it won't never do what the seed of God will do because you have now been born again and you can shovel all the world stuff inside of you if you want but it will not make you satisfied it will never fill the hole because that hole was dug for the incorruptible seed that dug was that hole was dug for the seed of God inside of you. Now across this place and even at home, I want you to bow your heads. You heard the presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ from the very intentions of God from, from the beginning all the way to even now. He is to redeem man. Man had a sin problem, man had a, and, and God had a seed problem. And he fixed them both in the man Jesus. For there is no other mediator between man and God but the man Jesus. The only mediator. The only one to bring peace. Today, you're at odds with God. You want to know what that means? That's just a good, clean, and nice way of saying you're on your way to hell. You're full of sin. You've broken the fellowship of God. Or maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. It has been broken down to you in clarity now. The intentions of the Lord. And so today you have a decision to make. I'm speaking to every person in this building. Every person that's watching today. I'm speaking to every one of you. Today, if you need to commit for the first time, or you need to recommit your life to Jesus because you've allowed sin to separate you. Or, number three, if you have never publicly stood up in front of people and said I'm following Jesus in just a moment I'm going to give you the opportunity Jesus said this that same Jesus that came to die for you that same Jesus that bled for you 
that same Jesus that was beaten for you, that same Jesus said this. He said, if you deny me before me, he said, I'm gonna deny you before my father and his holy angels. He said, but if you confess me before men, in other words, if you're not ashamed of me, he said that when you stand before my father and the holy angels, I'll confess you. I'll say, God, they're mine. They are a co-heir. They have been bought and brought into the family. They are a part of the harvest. <laughs> they are a part of the harvest. You say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I, I, I need you to pray for me. I need to commit my life to Christ. I need to recommit my life to Christ. Or I need to make a public stand that I follow Jesus. I've never done that. In just a moment, I'm gonna count to three. I want you to bow your heads all over this place. In just a moment, I'm gonna count to three. And when I count to three, I want you to lift your hand and I want you to do it unashamedly. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something, people. There will be no closet Christianity in heaven. There will be none. Not one. So today you say, Pastor, pray for me, please. When I say three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand now. Hands are going up everywhere. Hands, 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 hands. Right now, hands in the back over there. Just keep them lifted right now. I just need to, I might just see your hand over here, brother. I see your hand, sister. Come on, just keep them lifted right now. This is just between you and God. This is just between you and God. The gospel of Jesus Christ has been preached under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and in the power of the God, power of God today. Now, right now, in just a moment, again, I need to commit for the first time. I need to recommit or I just need to say, you know what? I've never made a public confession. I've never stood in front of anybody and said, I'm following Christ. And that's what I'm going to do today. When I count to three, you're going to come down here and meet Pastor Jason. We're going to be standing down here. This church is about to go crazy. We're just rejoicing. Pastor, why y'all shout when people get saved? Because the angels shout when people get saved. Can I tell you that if there wasn't but for one of you, if not one of you, just only one came down, the angels would begin to throw balloons in the air and kill the fatted calf and say, let's give God some glory because one, this one that was lost has now been found. This one that was away has now came home. So right now when I say three, every one of you that lifted your hands, every one of you that didn't and needed to, you're going to get out of your seat and come down here. If you need somebody to walk with you, just ask the person beside you, say, walk with me. I can't go down there by myself, but I cannot leave without going down there. So I have to be made new today. So when I say three, you get out of your seat and we're going to shout one, two, three, get out of your seat. Come on now. All over this building. Many of you are coming. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare sit in your seat. Don't you dare not come today. Don't you dare. You get out of your seat now in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Come on and receive the incorruptible seed of God. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, Download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.